cost drifted alarmingly in the betting was, you know, fancy in the morning continued to drift. It was late on the on the exchanges to, to lose. It was something you'd see in a, in a Dick Francis novel, Charles Bottoms. Ground is soft, it's not. It's oh, it's not, heavy. Soft on time. It's, it's heavy. Okay. And a big welcome to the Bastards Inquiry Sunday Sermon Easter Sunday special uh, featuring uh, coverage from Fairy House tomorrow. We've got all the hot topics. And joining me this evening is an all star cast. Not only do we have uh, Jonas Lang um, to uh, dish, dish the dirt, um, we've got two um, people that. Very, very dear to me. Catherine Fry. Good evening, Catherine Fry. Oh, good evening, Lee. Yes, yes. Brilliant to have you back on. And gentlemen, um, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have got that Nazi gear on again, have you? <laughs> Helga. Oh, Helga. Helga out of LOLO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got oh, this. She's brilliant. <laughs> And uh, last but not least, it's, uh, it's Hair Flick. It's Declan Carroll. Good evening, Declan Carroll. <laughs> Good evening, Lee. Glad to be back. Yes, yes. This, this should be a great show. And without further ado, we'll we'll get on with, with reviewing and then we'll get on to some chewy topics. John, I'm going to come to you first because the trials were this week for the, for the Guineas, in essence. And uh, on Tuesday, uh, we had uh, the Nell Gwynn um, won by Cashy. Uh, of George Bowie's and I want to know what you thought of that as a trial and anything out of there we can be looking at to any of the classics well I wouldn't have thought there'd be anything in, in there that we'd need to be worried about for the classics I, I actually thought Cashier would win because I thought she would benefit from the seven furlong trip to be honest and I didn't see anything there that gave me the impression she'd be gagging for a mile yeah. I think that's a trip. Um, Harry will probably run her in the, the guineas. I can see her finishing fifth or sixth. Yeah, no, not, nothing there for me, really. Uh, I think the Phillies really that, that represent about 100 and, 105 to 108, around that sort of level. Amazingly, the fifth horse in the race, Flash Betty, um, who managed to improve to sort of listed class last year. Um, was beaten in Keith Dellers last year. Uh, incredible for Mick Windmill. And also finishing fifth in an L Gwyn uh, after being beaten in, in Sellers. Uh, not form for me that. Uh, Declan, Catherine, did you? I, mean, I know, like, Catherine, did you, not your thing, sort of like classic trials, but did any of you two think, uh, have any thoughts on it? I haven't watched it yet. That was a challenge. You're missing nothing. <laughs> I genuinely haven't caught up on that yet. I um I was I worked at Cheltenham on Wednesday. Oh, then, oh yeah, fair enough. And then on Thursday I I took my daughter racing with some friends of hers, and I'm still trying to recover from. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard day. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Declan, did you watch it? Yeah, I did like that, and, and that's how much I think it is. Cheltenham meeting as I was actually watching Newmarket, but ah, she was she, she was good. I actually fancied Rishi's bar, but uh, that tells you how much I know about flat racing. But yeah, Cachet was good and probably boosted the farm as some others, but it's it's not really my thing. It's more your thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is really. Um, but so we'll move on to uh, an unevent after an uneventful Nell Gwynn, we'll move on to the uh, Craven. 
quite a nice historical race is the Craven, not not in terms of producing many guineas winners uh, statistically, but but certainly an interesting um, sort of trial. Uh, John, thoughts on Native Trails' performance? Well, it might have done more in a piece of work at home. Yeah. Um, I thought Billy Craven looked after him um, from certainly from bushes to dip. Uh, I was very very careful not to pick him up too soon. Um, Ask just punched up really, didn't he? As you'd have expected, fives on, you know. I mean, not, not a lot to take out the race other than the horses in one pace after the winter, really. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I think Claymore's interesting going forwards yeah. at sort of this level if he gets softer ground. If you look at his look at his action, I think he's suited to um, to a bit more cut than what were do, available. Do, do you think, John, that um, like to me, Knight of Trey, I, I thought he looked very hard to pick holes in him. He won really, really well, and he won as he should have. But I thought his heart, head carriage was a bit high, and he was bigger than the rest. Do you think they might catch up with him by midsummer? <laughs> He's, he's so much bigger, I, I tend to doubt it. Um, it the head carriage is interesting. Um, you maybe would like it a fraction lower, but I, I don't think there's any issue there, really. Um, he, uh, he's, he, he's, he's such a good stamp of us, you know, I mean, he can sort of... He gets away with the head carriage a bit, you know. I mean, it's a quibble, isn't it? It's not really a glaring thing. You you know, you have to really look for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think if if we went on the head carriage, we, we started trying to pick a hole that maybe isn't there. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he probably he probably jump a fence in time, will he? It will if he goes to the national stud because uh, <laughs> the the known for jumping fences and covering mares on the field say yeah so <laughs> <laughs> love it love it so what we say what we saying are we saying native trail or Caribus John because I'm pretty sure probably one of them will win I, I couldn't look past native trail at this stage um and. I think they're being very careful with Caribus. I mean, the, the intention was to go for the green, and then obviously Apple Joe didn't fancy a, a crack at a, a speed horse in the, the shape of the green and winner. So he probably he probably didn't want Caribus really lit up as as he would have been in a, a, a speedy green, you know? It, it was probably better doing the race cars gallop and everything, like a controlled environment, if you like. Mm. Stop, stop lighting the horse up too much so close to the guineas so um, he, he, the impression is he's dealing with a bit of a powder keg with Caribus and uh, he, he might need a little bit more finesse and you know and crash bang wallop of a guineas down into the dip I, I, I think finesse might be out the window so I'd, I'd stick with native trail I think yeah no, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, with you, yeah. Declan, you say are you are you, in, are you native trail for the guineas? Uh, I don't. I don't know whether the native trail. Like, I, I don't like backing favourites, but I, I can't mm. see Caribus laying a glove on them. You're struggling to find something like unless you know has Aiden got a Galileo who's turned inside out, you know, from two to three, which you know a lot of them, a lot of them do that. Uh, you know, 
what what Luxembourg will probably run a big one and go on to the Derby, be favourite for the Derby. He's probably not, you know, he's not a Guinea's toy, but I can see him running a big race. It is very hard to see Native Trail getting beat. I just think, you know, going to the national stakes, Native Trail, Native Trail wasn't even favourite there. But since he's gone and won that, you know, and I, I thought he was, I thought he should have been favourite that day, you know, point on stay was quite short. Yeah. Uh, and then he's gone and won the Jew horse. He was good again the other day. I just think he's, he's, He's obviously a good horse, but he's probably getting overhyped at this stage now. So he'd probably be bad value on the day. He'd be probably, probably the best horse in the race, but you might find some value further down the field, you know, something to chase him home. It is difficult to see him being beat, to be fair. Yeah. Okay. We'll move on to the uh, trials at Newbury yesterday. The Fred Darling um, at 225. There was won by, again, uh, Apple Juice. Uh, Wild Beauty. Um, doing the biz, um, John. Anything that you that took your eye in this just for future? Because obviously we we know that this is not Guinea's form. Any of these that can 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 win a thousand Guineas, but but anything that sort of took your eye phys- physically, maybe or or in the run. Uh, well, I had a bit of a laugh with you, didn't I, about the, the Stan Moen house? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I mean, she's a good set. That one. I mean. Uh, I don't know how the hell he's managed to get all them runs into it, really. Um, he just wished she was with somebody else, really. But, yeah. Um, she would have been interesting going forward, I think. Um, but, as I said, in the, in the other trainer, I was probably just going to be swinging madly at everything. I, I, I can't really have her on my mind. And I, I think the overall sounds pretty average, really. So. Yeah, no, I, I, I've nothing really to add to that. Nothing really took my eye um, in behind. Um, they got Harry Potter on um, uh, Nick Luck today, and he said he was dropping Miss Caroline into six furlongs, which I agree because she's very fizzy. Um, she, she might improve, but nothing in there for me. Declan, anything? Oh, I, I was out about six o'clock in the morning when I went out Friday <laughs> night, so I, I didn't see much, but... Yeah, I, I did see Harry Potter and Luck on Sunday this morning. He put me back asleep, so uh, yeah, I haven't got much to with it. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> dreadful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if the, he was like the uh, on on Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, the the uh, the, the Davy Jones, uh, the the what you call Flying Dutchman. Them, them, them seashell creatures that sit on the bottom. You know, he was, he was as dead inside as them. You, you remember that, uh, that priest on Father Ted that you used to talk about the boilers? Father Stone. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes in. Help me! It's amazing, isn't it? You know, I mean, how can he work so long for Mick Jarvis and? But, but to, be, to be honest, and we, we're, we're nearly back to that, you know, we're, we're nearly back to running the electricity off the gas and the gas off the electricity, isn't we? <laughs> the way prices are gone. I love that episode. <laughs> yeah, it was good, 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 good old father Ted. Um, right, Ed, so going on to the green, a, a mightily impressive performance for me from Perfect Power. And I think uh, the, I think the, the, the top seven furlong races, uh, particularly in France, um, are at the mercy of this horse all summer, whichever ever they choose. Um, I'd be I'd be worried about it, about him at a mile, John and Declan. What do you think? Well, I wouldn't even run him in the guineas. No, I wouldn't bother. Um, 
if I was going to go for a guineas, I'd probably go to France anyway and uh, go around the bend. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, so, some of those like summer races in France over seven furlongs, etc. I, I, I just think he, he just absolutely win for fun, not doing hand spins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But you, Man, well. yeah, you haven't. It, it, the only group, the seven group one, is the foray, isn't it? And you, yeah. you really have to wait till the back end of the season for the group two seven furlongs to kick in. Like, is is Goodwood the force? You have to wait until Goodwood for the a group one or or the group two seven four long. Is it? It's the the Lennox. It's the Lennox, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. At Goodwood, um, yeah, they probably could have could be. It's, it's probably a good thing for the calendar, really, to probably produce more seven four long races. But, uh, but yeah, but I I just don't see him get getting them out properly, and I think they'll want to look after him, given that he's a colt and. Like you said, the one the one all the ones next to his name rather than you know a fading fifth in the guineas etc. So yeah, that's he's very explosive, but very impressive I thought. Um, anything to add on that? No. No. Look, I other than like is it probably right? Like I don't even think the trainer thinks he get a mile. Listening to him, he doesn't sound overly confident. But no, seven four long horses for me, they just fall into that bracket of, of not good enough. Really, you might they're not sprinters, they're not milers, and they're a bit like you know, Ryanair horses. You know, fortunately enough, we'll have another day at the festival soon for all of those horses who aren't good enough. But there's, there's not really there's not many options for them on the flat because there's only the one group one, yeah. No, no, it's, it's, like you say, there's a bit of a quandary from there, but uh, but I think we're all sort of unanimous on that. Um, okay, let's move on to some topics uh, where we can absolutely uh, dish the dirt. I, I read something on Twitter from I follow Anthony Comiscus, a former professional punter that's buying pitches in Ireland, and he's now AK bets, and he's he's standing in Ireland, and and he, and he, he posted like a, a blog like when he's when he's been racing. I can't, I, look, I like reading his blogs because mm. he, he tells you what what the action is if, if there's any action, etc. And he said he'll, he laid a four thousand and one this horse that he, he didn't really like. And so he left it at four to one. And he said, remarkably, he says like several were going like seven to two, four to one. And they returned it under to 30 <laughs> industry SP. I mean, th- what, what, this is terrible in it. John Declan, this is terrible for punters in it. I mean, th- th- this, this really is like, it's a scandal in it. You're, they're basically getting ripped off. It's, 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 it's not good. Um, thoughts. Because they can do it, yeah. that's why they're doing it. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's not like the old days with the independent SP reports, is it? You know, what's, what's his face? Neil Wilkins. Yeah. World champion ass licker, but he was a, he was a good SP report, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just I couldn't believe it because the thing is with with AK bets, he will tell you honestly what what is actually going off. It's been no spin or bluster, um, and that's why that's why he's worth following for for anyone on Twitter because you'll get the full SP there about what lizards are hanging around the Irish betting rings. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I, I've had a bet with Anthony, and he's actually come on USL one night, and it, it is good to see, like you know, because. You have a lot of dinosaurs in the ring, and I was wondering, sort of, you know, how he was accepted in because he's come in, he's a bit fresh, he has the blog, and he's given us a, a better insight than a lot of them have. But look, he, he's really, really sound, and I've had a bet with him. It's, you know, fair play to what he's doing, sort of better the devil, you know, like, you know, because he's out there 
Um, there was nothing between the prices. I've had a bet with him, and you know, look, he's he's a good lad. I hope he makes it worse. Now he's coming on every week saying he's losing his bollocks. He's not. He couldn't be like you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, but um, a good lad. I hope, I hope it really works out well from. Yeah. No. Just a just a plug as well for for, for your pod, Declan, because under starters orders podcast folks, mm-hmm. um, it's well worth a listen. Um, I I, I listened to the um, well to to a fair bit of the the uh, the Irish Irish uh, the Fairy House preview. Um, and it, and I, I I like it. I like the format, and it's I I I besiege any of you to go and um, have a listen because it's, uh, it's 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 full of knowledge, and uh, you'll pick one or two things up. So that's Under Starters Orders podcast. That's Declan's. Thanks very much, Nate. Cheers. Home pod, home pod. He's, 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 on, he's on the away team at the moment. He's in the away, <laughs> in the away oh, kit. A, I'm only a guest everywhere I go, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, right, come on to the, the topic of the kilts. The kilts being in the... Uh, in, in, in the news this week, not for his winners or anything like that. He's 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 did a big racing post article on betting and racing, and um, he 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 says that we should be looking to get away from betting uh, to fund racing, which <laughs> I find that remarkable. And and John, of course, made me laugh because John was straight onto it on Twitter and said, you know, how many ice creams are they going to have to sell? To- <laughs> To, to pay for the group ones, yeah. John, Declan, Catherine, what what are we what are we saying here? That why are we steering away from betting all of it or wanting to? Well, in Ireland, it's a bit different. Um, you know, racing doesn't fall under the Department of Sport; it's under the Department of Agriculture. And, yeah. and that's why we got back racing so quickly when the pandemic kicked in, you know, when it first kicked in, it's like racing's an industry here more than a sport. Like it's 20 odd thousand jobs, but the government pumps so much money into Irish racing. It's, you know, we're not crying out for sponsorship. We're not looking for bookies to sponsor races. who are basically, you know, the high street bookies who are sucking the back out. It seems to be completely different in, in Britain. Like nobody, you don't get... Yeah, you don't get many people going racing in Ireland apart from the big days, but there's no panic over here. Like, there's no racing's dying, this, that. It's, but in Britain, they seem to be crying out for new people to go. You know, you get people going with no interest in racing. They just want to sell points and, and basically suck it back out. The money doesn't go back in. The, the British government needs to get their finger out. And, you know, it, it is tourism too. pump the money into racing. Because, yeah. like, we travel, I travel, I go to Shetland, I've been to Aintree. Like, it's tourism. So, yeah. Y- yeah. you shouldn't be relying on, you know, it, it should come from the government, really, like it does here. No, it's, it's, it's a fair point. And I, I, I looked at the, I don't, I can't remember the, the exact figures off the top of my head, but it did, it raised a, a, a lot of eyebrows in Ireland when, um, a lot, a lot of the lefties that are anti-horse racing, anti-greyhound racing, were seeing how much money the the Irish government was putting into horse racing and ground racing, and 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 there was a bit of an outcry at one bit saying, "Why are we giving them so much money?" And and it's not until you point it out to them that that racing, you know, does brings a lot of money into the treasury in return. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and and you, like you said, like you've just said, tourism. People, I mean, like the Dublin Festival now, there'll be a lot of British race goers, more so with 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 Cheltenham being a pissel. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, and 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 it's and this is this is it. This is a, a brilliant answer, Declan. I, I think that's spot on. I think it's, it should be classed as tourism. I mean, every time I go abroad, I, I always look. Wherever it is, I always look for a race course, or oh, is there a, new, a race course near with a meeting on or something to go and visit? So yeah, like you say, it's 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 good stuff. Yeah, but as well as that, sorry, as well as that, we don't really have the antis over here, and I often wonder if Britain, in Britain, if you just turned around and said, no, you know, no, fuck it, we're just going to have racing, we're going to have jump racing, you know, just say no to the antis and ignore them, they'll find something else to go and complain about. Like you know, I've never seen nobody. I go racing almost weekly. Nobody's ever come up to me entering the race course and said, shame on you. But going into Cheltenham this year on the Friday, you know, they had the same horse, the same picture of a horse from 20 years ago. Doesn't even have a saddle on him. And they're saying, shame on you. You know, I was sort of going, where are we on Wednesday when it was pissing rain? Friday was glorious. Like, you know, do you not care about dead horses when it's raining? It's just like, can these people not be ignored at this stage? <laughs> they they wouldn't get any coverage yeah. here. Like they'd be you'd be arrested for it'd be nearly assault here. Like the woman was in my face shouting shame on you. And I just can't understand why it's not ignored. You're pandering to these people. It it just doesn't happen here, you know. Like, it is also I think, yeah, I know we've had this conversation before, Declan, but racing in Ireland is a way of life. It's in the yeah. blood. Like here it's not. And it's also um Anybody can go racing, but to break the inner sanctum here, as you know, is um, considered elite. And you've only got to look at the way that things are run. So look at what we have to do to try and get a look at entries. Whereas if I want to look at Irish entries, I just go straight onto HRI and they're there in front of me. You know, trying Mm. to, to look at entries ahead of time here. I'm tapping someone up with a racing admin account. It's just, it's all fucking bullshit the way it's run here. It's just, it's sad to see. It's getting worse. The yeah. Day festival. Wow. What a fucking disgrace. Yeah, I know. But, but, but what would happen if, if the BHA said no? Like, try it. Say no. I just move on with racing. You know, to me, racing in this country will always survive because it's in the it's price of Sorry? Have you seen the price of backbones? They don't want to say no. They don't want to say no to them. Because there's an awful as you probably have, have gathered a long time ago, there's an awful lot of people in the high echelons of British racing that I don't actually mm. like racing. They don't want yeah. to say no to them. They're all Australian, aren't they? <laughs> you know what's the story with that like they're all fucking Australian like where, where did this come from you have Australian people talking about jump racing like what what's the crack there no wonder it's gone to shite like you know no wonder there's, there's, there's grade ones going off at Cheltenham with four Irish runners in it like no English runners it's, it's fucking Australia it's supposed to be a big opera horse like happy hair running the hurdle race like you know what 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 is actually going on like what and I can't understand why they just don't go, no, no, just fuck off. And we just want to get on with the sport that we all love. You know, that's been there since time began. And you have this thing about, you know, can we get can we get new people into racing? But, 
you know, people have got into racing forever. They, yeah. they haven't. I've never met anybody who's got into racing because Blue were playing after racing, you know, or, <laughs> or the Spice Girls are playing. Nobody's ever got into racing because of that. You either get into it or you don't. But I find in, in British racing, it's such a day out. But all you're bringing in is shite bags who, yeah. they're not even watching the racing. It's just yeah. people coming, you know, you have so much trouble at British racing now that it's not an isolated incident anymore. We did have an isolated incident at Fairy House this year. I think it was on New Year's Day where there was a point thrown out to the race cars. Absolutely disgraceful. But that was, nothing ever happens like that. But in Britain, you just, you're, we need new crowds. We need new crowds. No, you don't. You don't really need to fill race horses all the time because it's an industry. It should be supporting itself as well because, you know, it's jobs, there's fees being paid. And if the government get their finger out and realise it's tourism and support it, you know, it will survive because yeah. it's jobs. Like, it's like every other industry. It's jobs. It needs to keep going, you know, and, and it will support itself somewhat, but it doesn't need... the, the What they're trying to bring in, bring in people who will suck out the money. It's fifth day at Cheltenham. It's only sucking out the money. Like, what are you bringing in? You'd be better off, you know, I'm probably skipping ahead to the topic there, but, you know, all that money you're going to put in to the fifth day at Cheltenham, what if you just gathered it together and put it up for the old Hennessy at Newbury? And what you get then is you get Manella Indo turning up there, you know, off top way, coming down for the last with his ears pricked and winning. And then you sell the product. And then you say, there's a golf club horse, you know, doing something that people say can't be done within the big handicap off top way, and you sell that product. But that's not happening. It's a fifth day at Cheltenham. Look, you know, the, what we hear now that it's, you know, it's for kids. I bring my young for the racing as much as possible. But I would not bring them to Cheltenham, Thanks. not to the festival. It's not for kids. You know, it, I, I don't bring them to the Dublin Racing Festival, but I bring them to other days at Leopardstown. I bring them racing as much as I can, but... Like, you know, it, yeah. it's not for kids. They're just, it's a fucking excuse now. Funny as well is that they're saying that, but um, from ages like five to, to 17, 18, they're paying the same, at the festival, they're paying the same price as adults to get in. Yeah. And that's, but race cars to say they do, they, they do like really good family days. Like you'll have the Durham Town Stud Day at Leopardstown. It's on a Saturday you know, it, it's a one day, they'll put on a family day, there'll be farm animals there, there'll be kids entertainers there, and, and you go, hopefully it's a nice sunny day. Never, Cheltenham's fucking freezing. I wouldn't <laughs> bring a child to Cheltenham. It's fucking cold. You can't give him a, a swig and a hip flask, can you, like, to keep him warm. You know, it, it's not for children. It's, it's, it's not. a unique, no, it's a unique event that has happened. It's the best British horses and the best Irish horses coming together. It's the one time of the year where the Irish horses travel in numbers and it should be, you know, it should never have gone to four days, but it has. It yeah. should, like, five days, you know, my liver won't take it, you know. No. Um, <laughs> you going home in a box, don't you? But, I mean, I mean, I mean, like, so regarding British race goers now and a lot of seasoned race goers I know um, of the older brigade, um, we, we kind of will not do weekends, bank holidays, any of these like theme nights where they, they, there's a band on because simply because we're not there for that. We're, we're not there for 
like Peaky Blinders and you know and mass brawls. Um, it's it, it literally is with just there for the racing. And I always remember John on a, on an earlier podcast we did um, last year, and John described his his experience when he was growing up, and he says there were no bouncy castles, there were no you know John used to go racing, didn't you, John? Like. Yeah. For the racing, as in, as in, he, he, <clears throat> he, got, he, he got it all explained to him at a young age what how, how to look at horses, to 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 understand them, to you know, like Doctor Doolittle. Um, <laughs> but but you know, I mean, John, expand on that. Well, I mean, for example, when I was I'd be about eight, I think, um, and we were going to watch what's now the Judmont International. It was the Benson and Hedges Gold Cup at the time, and uh, the old fellow was dragging me along. I didn't particularly want to go, but he went to great lengths to explain how Leicester had looked after Dahlia in the epic King George battle between Grundy and Bustino, and how she was going to flip the farm round with Grundy, who would have a knuckle-busting hard race at Ascot, and he was basically having his bollocks on, and we were on for a wait a mix month if, it, if she got bait. <laughs> and uh, that that was like my day's racing that, that day. It wasn't a case of uh, go on the bouncy castle, get an ice cream, anything like that. It was sit there and shut up, and if this wins, we'll be all right. Yeah. I thought you were all on that, John. <laughs> you were only a child there, were you? Yeah. <laughs> eight. Yeah. Old before his time. Um, so, I mean, so yeah, we're all against, a, uh, to cover the topic off, we're all against a fifth day. Catherine's obviously been a, a massive advocate of no five days, and Catherine herself has said in the past three days was perfect. But but we are where we are, and it's coming. Um, the jockey club needs to get people playing the slot machines five days a week um, in, in, instead, of, instead of four. Um, so I don't know how many kids can play on the slot machines. Of course, Josh Happy Arthur, that's why that's why they're doing five days so the kids can go because the kids are at school. And I mean, <laughs> so, you know what? There was a time in this country where you know there was a time where the schools in, in nice clothes for Punchestown, but Punchestown's a bit different. It is more of you know, Cheltenham is so serious. Mm. Punchestown, it's lovely, it's an evening meeting, and it, it's it's kind of it's a unique in another way where. It is probably more family orientated. Horses are, you know, you still get good quality horses turning up, turning up. They're a little bit over the top at the time. You get funny results, but it, 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 there's only one Cheltenham, and it's, you know, it's probably not for kids. It's just not like it's it's midweek, it's March, it's cold, it's it's serious stuff. Like you know, they've enough time to go to Cheltenham. Go to Utoxeter. Bring your kids to Utoxeter because you've a great meeting on there. You've the Midland National. And that needs supporting. And the rest of UK racing needs supporting because particularly jump racing, it's it's going nowhere at the moment. And it it you know, Cheltenham's bigger than ever. It doesn't need it. Put it into the rest of British racing because that's that really needs it at the moment. Yeah, no, spot on. Declan, do you subscribe to racing TV? No, I wouldn't no. pay for anything now. No. I mean I mean I mean well you do right. I mean I mean you're not missing anything. I mean the um the Saturday's coverage was a complete mess. I mean, you you've got obviously Cork had an unfortunate injury delay, um, which obviously they couldn't help. And then you've got Jockey Club race courses, Newbury, deciding that they want to take another seven or eight minutes 
uh, to run a race there. And he, he was absolutely, he's just, he's just seen everything split screen. It's absolute, it's an absolute yeah. nonsense. So, sorry, Nate. I, I do have, I do subscribe to racing TV. I thought there was something more articles and stuff that I, I wouldn't be into reading. But obviously, you know, to watch racing now in Ireland, you have to have racing TV. But yeah, double boxing. And, and somebody made a good comment yesterday. Like there was, there was a race gone off at Fairy House, you know, which was probably three miles, and the commentary was on Fairy House. In the meantime, they ran a sprint at Newbury. You know, why not put the country in there? There's nothing happened. They're only running down the back straight at Fairy House. You know, there's there's not an awful lot going on. Put the Coventry on the on the shorter race. It's something that, you know, it, we heard when when the force came in, we heard, oh, we're going to get a right. It was, you know, given the benefit of the doubt, but there's there's still a few issues there. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the, the split screens. Um, anyone that wants to watch it live can watch it off a bookies video or Betfair video or, or whatever. If you if you have a, you've had a bet and you want to watch it live, but I think just for enjoyment and and watching the race, I don't I don't I honestly don't see the point of it. Um, um, I watch it on a day where I want to focus on one like it like say Dublin Racing Festival, and um, I think the one day obviously they can they covered that continuously, and then I think the next day it's split with something else. I tend to watch it on, um, you know, on the laptop where you can have the, it's not extra, is it extra, you know, where you can just pick a meeting and watch that solidly? Yeah, the red, the red button. Yeah, I just, I just watch that and I'll probably, be, I'll probably do that with um, Fairy House tomorrow. Yeah. No, good stuff. Right, we'll move on to, before some listeners' questions, uh, just the Jimmy Lindley column, um, John, <laughs> John Declan, Catherine any any bent horses this week? Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how bent it is, but I've got one actually from uh, from yesterday at Newbury, um, yeah. that I thought was quite interesting. Um, I think Dangerous Dave Evans has a fairly nice filly called uh, Honorary Member, and um, she's uh, she's been very interesting in the market the three times she's run. 25 to 1, 33s, and 200 to 1 yesterday under Kieran Skidmark. Um, and she ran in a mild maiden in Newbury. Um, led to the furlong pole and moved nice, looked, looked, looked a fair sort, and then went out like a snuffed candle, um, <laughs> which resulted in me having a look at the pedigree. And, uh, well, she... she, she all, all over a six or seven furlong filly on on the pedigree. Um, she um, she'll be handicapped now. I've got her with fifty nine in the bank. I'd be very interested in uh, anything under sixty eight, seventy ish um, in a six furlong handicap. Good stuff. Four forty five Newbury for for folks wanting to watch the video. On remember for John. Uh, get that in your trackers. Sprint handicaps, he says, off around 60-odd. That would be worth backing. Uh, mine went, went at Musselburgh, a bit of pocket talking. Um, the always trying combination of uh, the, the kilt uh, and, and and the Johnson, the, the kilt and the quilt. Value theory. Um, I put up as a, as a bet on, on Friday. Uh, to me, wasn't off a yard. Though I would also think that they might be thinking over further and i'm very interested in this filly over middle distances this year because she's got 
Um, a very good staying pedigree. And I thought stepping up from seven to the mile might be okay from, from two. She's got some smart form at two. Um, but I think she's going to make a really nice staying filly. thought there was a lot in the tank crossing the line full of run. So value theory for me is a filly very much to follow this season, um, either listed level or maybe if they decide to go handicapping in top handicap, top Phillies handicaps over a man a quarter, I'd be very interested in it. Uh, Declan, anything anything you spotted this week? I, I didn't spot any non triers. Is, is no. that what the question is? No. Well, well not, not necessarily. Not. I mean, I mean, you can you can have anything really, any, anything that you want to that you want to follow or you think, oh, this will win next time or whatever. Or uh, look, there's nothing that's jumping to mind. Nothing this week. No, no, that's fine. Okay, we'll move on. And so that's Jimmy Lindley out of the way. Uh, view, uh, listeners' questions. Um, golf club's been on. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's he's probably our he's probably our unluckiest listener. He's he's more unluckier than me. And he said he said when is the best time to place your bets and why? He said, Do you, would you go evening before day of race, purse time? Is is there any is there any? I mean, I mean. Well, I, I think it's pretty it's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? I mean, you, you'd be you'd be if you've got the accounts and you know your bet is you go the night before. Um, if you if you haven't got the accounts, uh, you know the bookie accounts to do that, then I, I, for me it's just it's left to Spanish bookies, illegal Spanish <laughs> bookmakers, and um, and on the machine near the off, um, you know, until they kick me off of there. So it's yeah. So that's my answer. Anything you chaps do, or or, or when you get on? I, I try to get a, a big price just before I tip them on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> John has the fifties, and you get the sixteens. Yes, yes, yes. It, it just it depends on whose horse it is. Yeah. Uh, price everything when when I bet. Um, if I can the night before if I see a really nice price but again if it's if it's sort of one but you're not sure if today's the day I tend to watch what the market's sort of up to and sometimes as you know yourself Lee, things will come in the last five minutes yeah um it, it all depends depends who, who it is yeah no agreed um so connecting to that question Mark Mackay's been on he says um, is each way wanker betting um, <laughs> long term profitable as a pro to a pro punter? Um, so basically, uh, my answer to that, Mark, is the the, the each way uh, terms have changed somewhat over time. The bookmakers seem to be paying more places these days, but have obviously gone one fifth the odds instead of a quarter. So what I'd do is this is this is a pin sticker's guide to whether you should back each way or not. Check what the place price is on Betfair. So, for example, if you've got an eight to one shot and they're paying, so you get you get an eight to five for your money. If it's two point six ish on Betfair, it's not bad as an each way bet. If it's if it's three point three on Betfair, so that's like nine to four a place, then it's a terrible each way bet. So you may as well back it win. So I would use Betfair as the am I doing the right thing by backing each way? But then then to add to that, you've got the absolute pigs that you know will either finish second or first because they'll either pig it near the line. There's lots of horses like that that love coming there cantering and you know and, ju- and just mess around near the finish. They're the ones really you have to back each way because simply there's a high chance they'll also just say no um, and they ain't, they ain't going to go past the, the front runner. 
when they come there traveling well so there's lots of different variables to decide what's a good each way bet but i'd say in general the play the numbers which is what betfair says in terms of what the true place price should be and then yeah go from there any thoughts on that chaps that question yeah i think maybe the context of the race as well you know i mean uh... yeah I'll put that each way. Wanker bet up on Friday night. Um, the the gamble horse, Andrew Oliver's at uh, Cork. Um, playing it safe. I mean, all right, we, we got nutted by an 85 poke on Betfair, but there was there was no way at six to one that was going to be out of the first three if, if that was off. Yeah. Yeah, no. that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Context of race as well. I, I agree. There's there's lots of things where there's there's lack of depth, etc. Um, hmm. Okay, Adam Norman's been on. Uh, Stan Moore's drinking partner. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he says he's 14 days long enough for that serious riding breach by Ooh. Brendan Powell. It was tantamount to GBH, says Norman. Any of you uh, chaps watched it? I watched it. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was great now. I, I I had a look at it yesterday and then I had a look at this morning and I said, I'll try and make a case for him. But, you know, it was bad, wasn't it? It's very hard yeah. to defend. And normally you'd be coming off to the stand rail, you know, because that's where the rail is, you know. So you, you'd be looking for that ground, but, geez, it, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. It's, um, no, I'm watching it now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going, look, I, I was thinking, you know, I, I watched the first one and said, you're entitled to, you know, keep racing room and, you know, if you're in front, like, you know, rubbing rubbin is racing, isn't it? You know, but I then I watched it back again this morning. It wasn't good. Mm. So, especially on that side of the track. If it was this side of the track when they'd all come over to the rail and you're looking for the rail, but it, it's like you tried to put them out. Like I, it was, I, I, it thought, was I thought Robbie Dunn had sneaked back and he was practicing some rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, for listeners, it's the 249 at Newton Abbott. Um, personally, I think the 14 days is quite lenient. I, I, I think there was an element of deliberateness there. I'm not saying anyone... Actually, did... I, th- I thought Brogan hit the, that plastic rail um, f- quite flush. Yeah. It, it was as though he almost got speared by it. Um, you know, he <laughs> didn't hit the rail side on. It was like the end of the rail, it, right in the solar plexus. John, 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 I can tell you watch like things like Saw, horror films like Saw, because oh. you're taking your time that he's been speared. He's been speared. We're going to play a game. <laughs> he, 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 he wasn't moving much after the death of that. No, it was bad. I mean, I mean this yeah. is, you know, I mean, I, I see it. 14 days, I think he's quite lucky at. I'd be looking at a little bit longer jail term than that. Um, yeah, but just just to touch on jockeys being hurt, like Gianalini took a, a bad fall today in the, the, the maiden hurdle at Berry House. And, you know, I went onto Twitter looking to see was she all right. And there was absolutely nothing about her. But if that was a horse, there would have been, you know, basically competition to see who was more upset about the horse being down. You know, the screens have gone up around the, the horse. I'm more upset than you. But you have a jockey who has, you know, a family, a job. I, I don't know a person like, but you know, it's it's she's a person. Nothing, absolutely nothing. I put it up on Twitter. It actually took the girl herself to respond to me on Twitter to say, yeah, I'm okay. You know, sometimes we we. 
I, I don't know whether it's a, you know, well, there was nobody from Ireland that responded. There was nothing over here. So I, don't, I couldn't even say, couldn't even compare Britain and Ireland with it. But, you know, sometimes we have it so wrong. You know, we're all, at the end of the day, you get into this game and, and you know the dangers of it. And sometimes, unfortunately, horses don't make it. But when it's a, a jockey, it's, it's more serious, in my opinion. And, you know, there was very little about that girl today. And it looked bad. Thankfully, she is okay. Yeah, no, it's a very, very tough sport. Um, and uh, like I said, this, these incidences need certainly need calling out. And um, I think as maximum punishment as, as anyone dares, really, because I, I thought I thought Brendan Powell was on the deliberate side when, when with his manoeuvre, etc. The elbows right out as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, even like oh, it's a bit tight here, and I'm tucking in. Like you know, he's he's pure sort of flinging the other. Yeah, if he hadn't run him out, he'd have elbowed him in the. Kitchen, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Indeed. Right. Um, we've got a total of uh, 15 minutes left on the show, so I'm I'm passing the floor over to Catherine and, and Declan really because there are two Irish experts for tomorrow's cards uh, with Fairy House and um, guys what what would be your sort of like best best bets tomorrow at Fairy House uh, Catherine I'll start with you just just fire away and in, um, we'll in, yeah yeah I've got two that have been in the traffic for so long and I've sort of wanted to see out Cheltenham and Aintree and they've never arrived there and they both run tomorrow um, I've, I've spoken about them a couple of times on the pod and that's uh, the Devil's Coachman and Blackbow um, the Devil's Coachman she won the the Boyne Hurdle um, I there was me expecting that he was going to go and make a, a real chaser <laughs> um, you know he stays over hurdles that's fine I think I think he's absolutely brilliant um, he runs tomorrow and as does Blackbow and Blackbow I thought at the Dublin Festival I, I couldn't make up my mind whether he was a bit of a non-jigger or not and I I then put him in the notebook as a as a non-jigger and he then went and won at Clonmel. I, I actually he was entered in the Topham, and I actually half fancied him for the for the Topham. He runs tomorrow at Fairy House. I'm going to be backing him. If there's any rain in the morning, I'm going to be backing my old friend Screaming Colours, who won the Midlands National uh, over here. Jamie Cod taking the ride tomorrow. There's another one uh, in the the three fifteen Fairy House um, horse of Mr Dempsey's uh, broom. Broomfield's Jeremy uh, took a bit of a crasher at the Dublin Racing Festival when he when he was beat, but he he did win at Fairy House earlier in the season. And if if the ground remains as it is, I think he'd have a great chance. And he's quite a nice price as well at the moment. And one at Cork for um, the Grand National winning trainer. We can say that now, can't we? Um, Emmett Mullins. Um, it's on the line in the in one of the hunter chases at Cork. So that's a very brief roundup of what I'm betting tomorrow. Okay, good stuff. Yeah, it's on the line. I've just noticed that in the uh, the four oh nine race, they're sneaking in um, seven to four on the tissue. Unlike you to put a favorite favorite on yeah, Catherine. I know. I think go. What was it? It was only was it two more four or five last time out first run for um, Emmett Mullins. Wasn't really that busy. Um, we can imagine. Obviously, he owns it himself at the moment. He's obviously going to sell the horse on, so you'd be expected um, to. For him to, to have an improved performance tomorrow. Obviously, a bit like old Noble Yates, sell him to stay in the yard. Um, it just just caught the eye. No, so, good stuff. 
Good insight. No, I like it. I love a fav from you because I love a fav. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can get more on. Um, <laughs> Devil's Coachman's favourite as well, I think. Um, what 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 race is he in tomorrow? A Devil's Coachman is in the three fifty. Three fifty race, and that that yeah yeah he is he's drifting though. Um, so eleven to four, three to one at the moment. So yeah. might get a might get a better price. But I, I know I know you've been eyeing up Devil's Coachman all year, and I know. Um, he, he did the biz last time from Ashdale, Bob. Um, but I remember you'd been on a show before and you were like, you know, waxing lyrical about Devil's Coachman for this season. So Yeah, I, I had him down initially as um, wanting to back him in a sort of Spring Festival handicap chase. And obviously then, then he went and won the, <coughs> won the Boyne. But um, yeah, I, I really like the horse. He's a beautiful looking horse as well. And yeah. Black is a beautiful looking horse as well. And um, I just... Yeah, I don't know if you if you watched the run at the Dublin Racing Festival, I just couldn't really work out what was going on. And um say I fancied him in the top and so um I have to be with him tomorrow. Mm. And is it Janadil's favourite? I mean Janadil was <laughs> was was ridden to pick up the places in the in the Ryanair, wasn't it? You know. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, it, it was like, yeah, we we'll just we'll just ignore, forget forget the one out in front, forget yeah. that one. We'll just <laughs> we'll all back that one. But <laughs> yeah, I actually did. I backed um, Janadell in the in the places, but it was it was quite amusing. Um, so yeah, and we all know my my love of screaming colours. But if the rain comes, and he'd have a right shout in in the Irish national. No, no, yeah, uh, like you say, you've been championing that one for last season, and, time, and, yeah. and more seconds than Jimmy White, and then, and then all of a sudden came good in the in the Midlands, and uh, yeah, I, I sort of uh, did. You back him in the Midlands? Oh, I'd had a terrible week at Cheltenham, and um, I just thought, oh, I just can't, I just can't be throwing yeah. any more money at betting this week, and then there he goes and wins. Oh. <laughs> He's got a hard time off the handicapper, like he he's gone to. He's obviously gone to Britain and he's got the inflated mark, but the, the Andy Shaw hasn't really let up on him. So uh, I think basically for his, you know, for his last run in Ireland, I think he was second in the Cork National. He's, he's up nearly twenty pound from that run. So um, I, I, and I know Connor's pick Connor's on Enjoy That End rather than Screaming Colours, which is probably that that's made my opinion on him anyway. Okay. Yeah. Right, Declan. Um, your your sort of like best bets tomorrow. Yeah, look, I I I picked out a few. I tried to run through them quick. I haven't even seen a price on this horse, but in the Grade Two Juvenile Hurdle, uh, I do like Andy Slattery's horses. Like you know, and he's he's a decent. He's a few nice horses on the flat, like the Sun Chart. Um, but Rebel Step in the same colours. He, he he won a maiden hurdle at Limerick last week. Uh, he he fell in the maiden hurdle when he was going okay. And then he was thrown into the deep end and the grade two at Leperstown at Christmas. Fedor won that race. He was last. I just put a line through that race. He, uh, I, you know, expect him to improve. I haven't seen a price on him tomorrow. Um, maybe catching a good looking at it. You can 30, 30, 33 to one. On the nose, back him on the nose. Um, it, 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 definitely not as tough as the race, the grade two he ran in that, at Leperstown at Christmas I, I think he's a decent chance here a lot of them have gone to Cheltenham and might still be feeling it uh, the handicap hurdle at 3.15 Capilano Bridge he, he's owned by a man called Hugo Kane who's actually on Twitter and absolute gentleman like he, he'll chat to you and he's not big on Twitter but 
you know, he has a chat and he, you know, if he fancies his horse, he lets you know. Um, he finished ahead of Capadano in a rated novice hurdle and he was fourth here last year off two pound higher. He's down to one, two, five now. Um, he was fancied at Torless and then he was a bit keen at Torless and then he probably bumped into a few at Cork, you know, a few well handicapped types. I don't think he'd be far away tomorrow. That in the the Grade Two hurdle, three fifty. I really like the Devil's Coachman as well, but I'm a massive, massive fan of Flame Bearer. And you know, fair play to the Doyles. This, this is ballsy. He is a novice, but they're throwing him into open company here, and they've also gone up for four longs with him. Now, I do think stepping up and trip was probably unlocking the Devil's Coachman. I would have liked him to see him go up and trip over fences. He was very good that day when he beat Ashdale Bob, and he got. He got that Mark Waltroyd, like, you know, within by the smallest margin possible, which is we're going to the festival and going to win the Coral Cup. Unfortunately, he didn't go. But Flame Bearer, I, I think he's going to be some chaser. He's, you know, still relatively unexposed. He is a novice. He's really top bumper form. He won a good bumper last March. He beat, like I said, Gigolo Doi Doi, Angus Craig, uh, his component, yes. He's won two grade twos, two grade two novice hurdles. Um, he ran against Braun in the maiden hurdle and Paul Townend got into a wrestling match, not unlike what Brendan Pell done the other day. I thought he should have been thrown out, but uh, he was stopped about four times up the straight the last day at Fairy House and he still got up to win. Like I say the horse has some engine, but I also throw out uh, a shout to Durasso in that race. He's had a fantastic season. He's probably been, you know, they just turn him out every week. They don't know what, he doesn't know what race he's running in. Is it a chase? Is it a hurdle? He just turns up and runs his race. He's had a really, really good season. And I don't think he'd be far away. But I, I think for the balls they've shown here with Flame Bear, I'd love him to go and win. And I hope they don't ruin him. I would have been going to the two mile grade one novice at Punchestown. But they're coming here and I hope it pays off. But the devil's coaching will be difficult to be. Uh, the grade two chase, Four twenty. The captain's covered that well. I really do like Black Bow too because I'm I'm kind of hoping Janazil is still feeling Cheltenham. And you now Catron mentioned that he's he's a beautiful specimen. He's a really really good looking horse. And then just in the Irish National, uh, there's still, Max Flamingo has been a long time fancy for me. He ran a good beginner chases, and sometimes those beginner chases in Ireland they can be deeper than Grade One novice chases. He was behind the likes of Gabby Nacko, Fury Road. Uh, he was a decent fourth in the three-mile grade one at Christmas that was won by Fury Road. He unseated in the big handicap at the Dublin Racing Festival, and then he was just never put into the next race at Leverstown. Um, he was out the back, never even went with him. He won at Torless about two weeks ago. And I think he, when it didn't happen at Leverstown, they went for this. And then the other one is Fleur. You know, obviously, he famously jumped the last like a bag of hammers at Fairy House. But he was a fine part in the handicap chase of Punchestown. And he was he was probably never trying in the ultimate. He did lose his due, so there's excuses there. But normally, all these horses aren't trying there because this pot's worth half a million. Like, you know, there's, there's a bigger price to win. Uh, and he could be still ahead of the handicapper. I don't think either of us would be far away. Cracking. Um, yeah, Fleur, go, go nearly. That's 25s, Jordan Gameford on board. Um, 
uh, Max Flamingo, um, I actually had a little bit on him last time um, at four to seven. That's my kind of price. Um, when he uh, when he when he beat Bacardi's, we love a short. Hey, well I do. Um, <laughs> uh, and um, you know, I mean, it's great coming against you guys because I mean, you guys put some proper bets out at proper prices. Um, obviously, I've made my feelings. There's no need to, for me to go on. Um, Gallard de Mesnil, I've already backed at eight to one anti purse. I, I just felt that. Like he, he's, I think he's well in off 154. Um, I, I, I listened to you, Declan, uh, on your pod, and you know you make mentions of of of, of his jumping, and, he, and I, 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 I get your point. You know, he's probably not the most, you know, accomplished, shall we say? Mm. But I, I do think some of the races are. I'm not. I, to me, they look like float ups. I mean, it's like the the ride at Cheltenham. He gave so much sort of ground to the principles. I mean, I'm not saying it, like you turn up at a Grade One and just and just nail them to the floor. I don't think that was ever the plan. But to, it was just like, well, you're not going to win from that position. You know, you you, yeah. you could you couldn't win after like three fences. That was it. Finished. Um, well, well, Willie had screwed him down at a Grade One. Like he he has history of doing that. You know. Frank on the part was, yeah. he was nailed down for about a year. You know, R- Royal Rendezvous was nailed down for, Willie will do that. He has so many grade one horses that he's no problem stopping them in, in, in grade ones. And that's where they pick up the experience because they run at grade one pace. And to, yeah, to be honest, like if he jumps, I, I think he wins it. And I, I couldn't really put you off him, you know, but for me, I like taking on favourites. So that, yeah. that, that's really all that has me against him. Like it is, it is a race that I think novice chasers win or, or run a great race in. So, you know, it, it's probably a smart, it's probably the smart bet. Whereas I am rolling the dice with um, a couple of bigger price ones. No, fantastic. Okie doke. Um, I think that sort of wraps things up. Um, brilliant from Declan and Catherine um, with the Irish angles. And I hope, um, you've all enjoyed the show tonight. Myself, John, Catherine, Declan, signing off. Hope it's a great, great bank holiday Easter Monday for you, and hopefully some winners. Uh, you back some winners, and hopefully from this podcast. That's all from us. Bye for now. <laughs>